What is up, you guys? Welcome back to yet another episode of All My Single Ladies. Woody whoop, 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 whoop. It's your girl, Brit Brett on the track, none other than Brittany. <laughs> Um, and I just want to say thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you to all of my listeners. I was looking at my analytics the other day, and I must say, I really am blown away by the number of people that take the time to listen to little old me. I feel so honored and so blessed to be in this journey of singlehood with you all. Um, and like I always say, you know, I'm just teaching y'all as I'm learning in life and as the Lord gives it to me that's how I speak it and I just really appreciate everyone who has been receptive and who actually does enjoy listening to me like that's crazy to me and I see you all I see you all in Germany I see you all across the United States I see you all in the different countries that are listening Sweden I really do appreciate it like thank you so much for all of your support um Yeah, I was just kind of in my kitchen cleaning, you know, late night thoughts. And I was just thinking about how we as women have a tendency of coming out of relationships and we have a tendency of always pointing the finger at the man. It's never our fault. Yes, sometimes we do say that we played a role in the relationship failing, but we always have a way of thinking of ourselves highly, like we're queen status, wifey material, and the man was just playing games. He didn't um, match your level of queenhood. He didn't come correct. He wasn't the king that you expected him to be. He fumbled the bag when he left you. He didn't know how to handle a woman of your quality and of your worth. We always say that, but what happens? And do we ever take the time to consider that maybe, just maybe, we're the problem? What happens when we are not the wifey material that we thought we were just yet? And we brought our brokenness and our toxic traits and our broken expectations to this relationship. And we tried to heap these expectations onto this man who actually may not have been that toxic. And we're shocked because the relationship crumbled or it didn't work out the way that we thought it should or would. What happens when we're the problem? And because we're telling ourselves and we're telling one another, we're telling our girlfriends like, girl, it was him. He wasn't ready to commit. He had doubts. He was playing games. He wasn't the king as you needed him to be. He just isn't your king. Because we tell each other these things, We're doing ourselves a disservice. And I don't think that we as women are actually really learning what we need to learn in these relationships. And we're missing the point. We're missing where we're going wrong. And we're continuing this cycle. And we're carrying it into new relationships. And we're wondering why relationship after relationship or talking stage after talking stage, it doesn't go anywhere. It ends in heartache. It ends in wasted time, wasted space, wasted emotions. Sometimes it's because of us. And I was just really thinking about um, moments where I played a role of being toxic and the toxic traits that I carried into my romantic endeavors. Now, I've always been honest and open about the fact that I haven't had many relationships (laughs) I'm currently in my longest relationship 
and that relationship this relationship is only 10 months 10 months long so that's saying a lot considering that I am 25 and I've really only had two other real boyfriends outside of this relationship um both of them only last not lasting longer than four months I think that's very telling um and I can't sit here and say that the problem was always the man. I can't. I've, I've experienced a lot of talking stages. I've talked to plenty men. I went through a phase in college where I was talking to multiple, multiple men at one time. And I, sometimes I think back to certain guys that stood out to me in the time when I was juggling multiple men. And I remember one guy straight up told me, he was a sweet guy too, y'all. Good guy. You can tell he's a good guy. I remember he told me, I don't know, I just feel like you give off the impression that you're juggling multiple guys, multiple dudes, and I'm not really with that. And I remember being in college and being desperate for a relationship, desperate for a man. And I thought that if I took on the mentality of a man, I used to pride myself and I used to call myself... Um, I'm not really going to say the word, but if you're black and you're a female, you know the the word that we refer to um, men as. (laughs) I used to think that I I used to pride myself for having a male mentality um, and I I wanted to be this savage and I thought that being this savage was it, you know, Um, having a lineup of dudes and all right, if this one's acting up, it's cool. I'll just go call my next dude. Um having hoes and having the juice that was like what we prided ourselves off of and I can honestly say in those times in my life where I had quote-unquote the juice and I had multiple dudes hitting my phone and I had dudes on rotation I was never in a relationship but in a serious relationship it never happened for me and it's because I was the one who was toxic. I was the one playing games. I was the one being manipulative. I was the one um, sharing my attention with multiple dudes and portraying to each and every one of them that they were the only dudes in my life. I was the player. Um, And I don't know why I thought that that was going to be the way to get the guy that I was looking for, to get a man But I think it was definitely a testament to my level of maturity. I was very immature. And my level of security. Because I don't know why I, at the time, I felt the need to have multiple guys hitting my line. It was a sense of validation. A sense of security. A sense of, I am desired. I am desirable. Um, I can get a man if I want a man. I can choose from any man if I so please. And I use men as a means to validate myself. But the root there that God showed me, and it's funny how God has a way of sitting us down and getting us, our, getting our hearts back together and humbling us. Because let me tell you, when I, when, I, when I hit that rock bottom, I hit rock bottom hard. I slapped straight down on the ground, face to concrete. Um, God really had to humble me and he had to check my heart and check my spirit. And when we got to the root of all of that, when he removed all of the attention from the men, when he removed all of the guys from hitting up my phone and just cleared out the way um, and all of the distractions and the noise that I was um, bringing in through men, I realized the root there 
was I had a heart problem. I had issues. I had insecurities. I had struggles that I never dealt with, never confronted, and never saw until until after (laughs) multiple failed talking stages. I was for forever the single friend. I watched all of my other friends be in long-term relationships and I was always the one friend who never had a boyfriend and I never understood why. And it's because I was looking for the wrong things and I was looking in the wrong places. Um, And I didn't really understand the importance of dating myself. And I think that we, we say that and we scoff at it, but it's a very real thing when you take the time to learn yourself. I didn't know who I was. I had no idea what I, who I was. That's even something that I realized coming out of my first very serious relationship. It only lasted for four months. So y'all, y'all will probably say, girl, that's not serious. But we were pretty serious and we moved very quickly. Um, we were almost engaged. Had I not called off our relationship, we would have been engaged, possibly married at this point. Um, but I remember even with that relationship, going through this, long process of changing myself, um, trying to suit his fancy, trying to create out of myself the woman of his dreams. And it just really took God really in my quiet time, in my alone time with God, very really, very harshly telling me, you have an identity crisis. You don't know who you are. It's because I had spent so much time, so many years washing myself and changing myself and recreating myself to be someone that I wasn't and I when I really sit down and I think back it like it this tracks back and dates back to when I was even in middle school when I would see the different girls that the guys would go for and I wasn't like them and I would do everything in my power to change those things about myself I would try to dress like the girls that the guys who were chasing after dressed like. I used to try and take pictures like the girls that the guys were interested in took pictures. I I, I was copying um, Tinder because, you know, not Tinder, um, Tumblr. (laughs) That's like dating me. That's aging me. But I was I was copying, trying my best, y'all, to copy Tumblr pictures and poses and trying to meet the standard that just was not me. I was never really sh- sure of myself or secure in who I was. I was constantly, if my friends were cursing, I was cursing. If my friends were shaking their tail, I was trying to shake my tail too. <laughs> if they were wearing crop tops and um, high-waisted jeans, I was wearing crop tops and high-waisted jeans. And so when I sit down and think about how that pattern just continued throughout the duration of my life and with in my romantic relationships, like I'm just sitting here thinking about like, dang, like that toxicity was there for years. And for years, I was wondering why guys didn't want me. It's because I didn't want me. I was the problem. And that's just like one element in one realm of it. You know, I think um, God has a way too of using people around you and using your friendships and your relationships around you to show you um, where you need to change and what you need to work on. Um, 
even in my current relationship, I'm learning that, you know, I individually am a bit of an introvert. Not a bit of, I'm I'm very much, I can be an introvert. But I'm, when I'm around people, I have a way of being very, you know, um, theatrical and outgoing and conversational. So a lot of people don't know that I'm actually very shy and I'm very to myself. And when I have issues, when I have problems, I don't really want to be talking to people. And I'm not someone who, when I get done with work, I'm not, I'm not the girl who's trying to call people and talk to people, except when it comes to my man. <laughs> when I have problems, I want my man. When I'm going through something, I just want my man. I don't want to talk to other people, but I, I do want to talk to my man. I do want to just be in my man's presence. And so that's really, that's just a relational, that's who I am in my relationship with my current man. Because I love that man, y'all. I love being in that man's presence. He just brings me so much peace. And there's just no one else who does for me what he does for me. But my man is very much the same way that I am where he's someone who is an introvert and when he's going through something he's a self-soother he likes his alone time he likes to have quality quiet time and just spend time by himself he doesn't want to always be in someone's face and I realized that there's times (laughs) when in our within our relationship that I hold him to um my own standards of oh when I'm feeling a type of way I may not want to be around other people but I want to be around him right he's not like that (laughs) with me and I, I used to take offense to it but I have a friend who is someone who when she is going through things she does like to talk to her friends and her family members and she she will have a way of you know getting offended a bit when I'm not always there. I'm not always present. I'm not always answering her texts and her calls. I'm not always showing up. And for me, it's like, that's not my personality. But I'm realizing like God has used her to show me like the way that you feel when she's constantly checking you about not texting back. That's how your man feels. (laughs) And I think we as women, we're not always considerate um, about the way that our partners, just their personalities, like they're them outside of a relationship, their true nature. Like we're not always considerate of that. We have these standards that we try to ho- try to hold them to. Like, oh, your man should always be there. Oh, your man should always ask you how you're doing. Oh, your man should always do this, that, the other. And we don't always consider like, okay, this man is not that type of man where he's going to be blowing your phone up like that. This man is a busy man. This man is, you know, like. This man shows love this way um, and not that way, not the way that society says that he should show love. So I think we have a way of heaping these expectations and standards that we ourselves, I think I said all that to say that I try to hold, I used to try to hold my man to a standard that I myself was not be able to hold myself to. It was unrealistic and it was unfair. And the problem was me in those senses. There's nothing wrong ideally with wanting some alone time right this is just an example there's nothing wrong with wanting time to yourself there's nothing wrong with wanting to self-soothe get your spirit together before you go around your loved ones because you don't want to bring them actually that's very considerate um and that's that's how I am but I was trying to hold my man to a standard that my friends when they try to hold me to I'm like bro that's not me that's not me I was the problem So I think that we have to be mindful as women and be aware of 
the things that we try to pin on the men, it may not always be the man. And I, I saw on Twitter somewhere that um, it was a video of, uh, I don't want to call her baby mama, but it was a, a man, their child, their baby, and the baby mama, a baby daddy, a baby mama, and the baby, okay? Um, the baby mama told the baby daddy to put the baby to sleep. He was playing a video game. The baby was asleep, you know, like wrapped up in the little baby thing, like he was wearing the baby, and the baby was knocked out peacefully sleeping and the woman still had a problem because he was playing a video game she was still complaining and someone said women really do complain and find any and everything to complain about and we complain about everything and it's true we have to be careful of not being um nagging and with all of that nagging and picking and these expectations that's toxic Take yourself steps, take a, take a step back and consider if you are on the other side of that. If everything, every time you did something, you have to be faced with some sort of um, contention from your significant other. You just had a long day at work. You were busy. You've been running around all day. You didn't have time to text your significant other, but you finally have a moment to sit down and you text them and you're met with contention. That's not what you need. And that's mad toxic. Um, because what you didn't text, like something so small that we have a way of blowing up, um, is actually inconsiderate on our end. We consider it inconsiderate of them to not text us. But I actually think when you think about it, when you're faced with constantly someone who has an attitude with you, that's toxic. And I think if we were just mindful of the things that we do and the part that we play and contribute into the reason why we're single while we're in a season of singleness (laughs) before carrying that into a marriage. I think that a lot of us would have, you know, a lot more long lasting relationships. Now I'm not saying that there aren't men out there who really do try it, who really are disrespectful, who really are toxic and who really do play games. But all I'm saying is we can't miss the parts that we play as well. I hope you all enjoyed this episode of All My Single Ladies. I love you all so much, and I thank you for listening. Um, You can always connect with me. I am on Instagram at B as in boy, D as in dog, M as in more, E as in egg, D as in dog, L, E as in egg, Y. That's my at BD Medley. Um, I'm also on TikTok. You know, I'm not I'm not the best TikToker, y'all. I have to do better, but I am on TikTok. Um, it's Brittany Medley MU. That's my makeup um, TikTok. I also have an Instagram, a makeup page on my Instagram. Because, you know, your girl does makeup too, y'all. If you need your faces beat for a wedding or an event that you have coming up, book with your girl. Um, and my Instagram handle for that is the same Brittany Medley MU. Thank you so much for listening. Um, Yeah, I'll catch y'all in the next episode. Bye.